everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Gate, our Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. And today we are covering episode 13, Beasts of Doubleth. I'm Megan. And I'm Meg. And I'm the special guest for the episode, Max. Um, yeah, welcome. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about Full Metal. It's an amazing show, so it'll yeah, be fun. Yeah. Yes, and this he's my brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so summary of the episode. Um, Al is abducted by chimeras, led by the seemingly indestructible homunculus known as Greed. And when Ed's rescue attempt falls short, Izumi proves once more that she's got the brother's best interests in mind. And this episode is strange because it kind of skips around in the chapters, and the chapters don't exactly line up perfectly. It does go down way different in the manga, so I recommend checking that out. And that would be chapter 25, Master and Apprentice. Chapter 26, To the Master. Chapter 27, Beasts of Doubleth. Chapter 28, A Fool's Courage. And then part of chapter 29, Eye of the King. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't get through all of it. because it was No, really that took long. me a while. <laughs> I just read 25 through 27. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. It was like 1am last night. <laughs> 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 okay, so a few questions for max so first who is who is your favorite character in the show yeah that's a good one i was thinking about that a lot this week um i think i'm gonna say a character that hasn't been introduced yet to the show um olivier Olivier? yeah yes um, the ice queen the snow i'm so glad you picked her (laughs) her which is her nickname um i don't know how far ahead we can talk about stuff but that arc is probably my favorite I love when everything's going on and the snow, like the border and all of that. And mm-hmm. he's just... you can you can talk about the future as long as it's vague. And if you say okay. anything that's that's you know too much of a spoiler, we'll just cut it out. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's just brutal and tough, and this is a spoiler, but she's related to a certain character. I remember that, and watching that dynamic is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and there's one scene. Uh, that's really great where I don't know how much I could say, but with the cement, I loved that part. That was one of my favorite parts of the show. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like you're hardcore. So I really like her. She's an amazing character in the show. She's definitely, she's one of my favorites too, because she's just no nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite anime? Oh, this. For me, this is probably an easy question. <laughs> I love Hunter x Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Just something about that. I watched it, like all of it in like the span of two months and it's a long anime. And just like the adventure of like two boys in like a world that is like way darker and more adult than they are. And just like learning to like control like their anger and like learn these new, weird, cool, magical, punchy powers that they get. Um, and it's just like really intense. And also it's like, wow, they're just kids. And the way they're reacting to the world around them is just like how a 10 year old would react to seeing someone get beheaded or something, you know? (laughs) So I love, I love that show so much. Hunter x Hunter is probably like, there's a lot of really good ones, but that's the one that's probably stuck with me the most. So, yeah. That's a, that's a interesting perspective on it. Cause I, yeah. I didn't think about 
I've seen it. Megan, yeah. well, uh, I watched half of it. Of it. I watched <laughs> yeah. half. It gets not even half. Crazy. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in the show, especially with like the main character, like Gone. Like, there's like little like random moments where like really like dark, crazy things will happen, and he just like doesn't react at all, and it's like, oh, like you are a child, you know, and like his whole like quest to find his dad, who has basically abandoned him. There's like no like real understanding of like oh, maybe your dad is just an awful person and has left you, you know? And, like, why are you so driven to go and do this? Um, but, yeah, and this, the side characters and just, like, the format of the story where we see, like, different characters take center stage for a while, like, helps flesh out, like, the storylines and, like, make you appreciate the side characters a lot more because they're no longer really side characters but main characters, so... Yeah, Hunter x Hunter by far is probably one of my favorites. Uh, how long ago did you first watch Brotherhood? And then what was like your first, like, what did you think about it? Yeah, so I watched it. I was trying to remember this one, too. I watched this probably like three years ago, maybe even four years ago over the summer. Um, I had tried it three times before actually getting into it. Every time I watched just um brother no full metal alchemist i didn't watch brotherhood (laughs) that's that's the big difference (laughs) and i didn't i didn't know that there was a difference so i kept trying it and i was like oh like this seems interesting but i just like would watch like the first like two episodes and i wasn't like i don't really remember the differences too much i mean there are some clear ones but Mm -hmm. it takes a while to get going in in the original yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that was the problem um and then i was like okay everyone says that the show is really great and like I gotta try it out if I watch a lot of anime which I do um so I don't know when I got into brotherhood that one summer like I remember the main episode with the chimera the girl getting turned into the chimera (laughs) and I was like oh this is interesting like there's like a lot of like weird things happening and it's like pretty cool and I remember getting like really really into it I watched like the whole show and like the span of like three weeks probably so but yeah I mean my initial reaction was kind of hesitant actually and then it built up and like towards the end I was just blazing through it so mm-hmm. it's a Same. I liked yeah. it I liked it took me a bit to get used to um Ed uh, <laughs> I was kind of like yeah. like you're kind of annoying <laughs> what kind of my initial reaction to him like <laughs> You know that trope of like screamy, ang- always angry anime characters, and I was like, okay, so. But then you warm up to him a lot, and like, like seeing him care for his brother and like his story, like they teach you that as you go along the way, and you appreciate him way more. So mm, yeah, I, I he's definitely a character like that grows on you because that when we I remember when we first started watching it too, I was like, oh, this yeah. this character. very headstrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, it takes a while to, like, see him more than just, like, the tropey main character, you know? Yeah. Because there's so many, like, angry, headstrong, like, main characters Mm. and stuff like that. But (laughs) All right. Did you watch it in sub or dub? So I watched it in sub. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually started it dubbed, like, I watched it earlier today, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, I do not. I did not watch it like this. So I went back to my comfort. Um, I think that there's value in both of 
like the areas my my argument for sub that I've always had is to like if I'm watching a newer show I can watch episodes as they come out which honestly I found isn't all that great because like (laughs) I'd rather just watch it all at once I've learned but you can still watch it earlier than dubbed it still comes out like the whole season um and then early voice acting for anime was pretty rough so there was just certain shows I started out with that I was like ooh. I wish I had maybe like just watched it as it was like, you know, like originally done. But it's voice mm-hmm. acting has gotten to the point for anime where like English, like it's actually a community for English voice actors mm-hmm. that actually like know what they're doing a little bit better. And like translation is more smooth, like overall. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's value in both. It's just I've always been a subs guy. I started dubbed. I think I watched Attack on Titan dubbed. That was the first one in Death Note. And then I moved on to subs after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way of explaining it. Like either way, you're getting a great story. So I I think mm-hmm. if you prefer sub, that's great. If you prefer dub, that's a, that's great too. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's all the questions we have for now. So we can just jump jump into the the, the actual episode. So it starts out with they're like meeting with Azumi and she like tells them that because of what they've done they can't uh she's gonna expel them they she can't accept what they did and Ed I don't know Ed just kind of accepts it he's but he looks so super sad even in even in the manga it's really sad he's just like yeah and so then they go to the train station and they're saying bye to to Sig, and he he tells them that that they should come back because now they can actually like talk to her because as like a peer instead of like as a master uh, student relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and in the manga, um, not going to go into all of it, but if you read the manga, Sig does go a little more into Izumi's condition, her her physical condition. And he expresses deep regret for not noticing sooner how low she was at that she would try human transmutation. So you can see a little bit of his guilt and um, his love for the boys as well. So it's really, really sweet. So they decide to go back back to Izumi and like make her talk to them about how they can get their bodies back. And at first she's like, she won't help them. And of course she does her usual, like tries to threatens them and whatever um and then then she uh then she agrees and well i feel like i feel like her agreement is when she's like you idiots like yeah they're still the same kids that they were you know when they begged her to to teach them yeah yeah in the manga you actually like she's like looking at them when they're when they're like begging her and like she like sees them as little kids and it's like Mm, that's (laughs) cute yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have, have they at this point in like the manga like talked about the actual like human transmutation part yeah, yeah. So that like just okay. happened like yeah. in the manga even though you like the first the second episode is when you find out about that okay but here it's like just happened yeah the payoff okay. is a lot more impactful in the manga for finding out what they did mm. mm-hmm. then they're like talking about that 
thing, like what what Azumi and Ed saw and like how they're able to, you know, do the the um, do alchemy without drawing a circle. And Al doesn't remember what happened, but like he he probably did see the like what they called the truth. Um, and Ed and Azumi even say they he probably saw more because like apparent I don't know they don't I feel like they don't do like a super good job of explaining it, but like it seems like the more body parts you give up like the more you see so like he gave up his whole body so they think that he saw like a lot more than yeah what they did oh and that's right because uh, ed saw it twice because he gave up his arm because his yeah. leg was gone first and then he gave up his arm to get al back and saw it again so ed and al might know more than izumi at this point yeah that's yeah that's true anything about that um but then but then we have Azumi and Ed trying to trying to scare Al and they they do like I don't know, they look like um they're like waving their I, arms. Yeah, they're like <laughs> waving their arms and <laughs> I've s I I saw like a meme where it's like they look like veggie tails. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes the it's 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 funny, the show is like super serious and then you have like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is off very very frequently um and then but al even though even though they're trying to scare him he's like i still want to see it because he wants he wants to get his body back and he wants to help but then they have to go eat dinner you know mizumi's still gonna she's 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 kind of their mom like Mm -hmm. to scare them um and then we see like this weird like guy in the window and then he like crawls away um quickly and then we cut to Roy talking to a superior officer. I don't think we learned what his name is yet. No, um, I think he calls him General, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, like, playing chess, and they're discussing that Roy's going to be leaving the, um, the East Command Center. And I don't really remember their conversation. They're just <laughs> talking, and then... I remember... I just watched this this morning, so I say I remember it's easy to remember. <laughs> but they're playing chess, and then he's like, "He's like, oh, this is my parting gift. Like when, it, like he's like, I finally beat you, and then he's like, oh, it's my gift to you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They just have like a cute little relationship, and I remember the other general becomes a part of the show more later on. Yeah, yeah he's right. He's not. I don't think he's a huge character ever, but I remember he like he is important and like. Right. He's kind of seems to be part of like Roy's side of being like something's going on like over mm-hmm. in the capital and like I'm gonna be here. Like I like I understand like how serious this is and stuff. So yeah, kind of like so one of the to... trusted allies he's got. Yeah, yeah, it's a hint. Yeah, for sure. So that pays off much later, I think. But I don't. Yeah, I was like I've seen him before, but I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and, and then he he asks for he wants his crew to be transferred as well, mm-hmm. and that is we kind of talked about them earlier when we talked about the um the ranking the military rankings, um but that's uh, Breda, Havoc, Fury, Fullman, and then Hawkeye. They're all going to be yes. transferred with him, and it's it's funny because he's like, "Hey, you guys are coming with me," and everybody's like, "Yes," and Havoc's like. Um, sir, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> and like, and he's like, dumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like their introductions in the manga because 
before they get the message from Roy that they're going to be transferred to Central with him, you can each see them partaking in, in something that uh, proves their skill set. Like, uh, for example, Hawkeye's at the shooting range when when she gets the message and all the others are doing something where you can see, oh, this is why Roy wants them on their team. They've got skills and knowledge that he needs and he trusts them. I love I love his crew. And like we haven't gotten to know them yet, but we will. We will. It's pretty awesome. OK, and then we see Scar just like <laughs> this actually made me laugh because he's just like pumping iron like. <laughs> super intense like he he looks i don't know for some reason just like in this episode he just like looked absolutely like buff and like (laughs) jacked and like (laughs) i was like what the heck but because he's like he's still in that camp and um he's like recovering from um being attacked by lust and um gluttony and um his master comes to visit him and he tries to tell him like hey dude you gotta you know stop and he he tells him like vengeance sows the seeds of further violence and so Mm -hmm. he's just like you know you're you're on the wrong path um but then their their conversation kind of gets cut short because these guys like appear in the tent and they're like oh that's him like got his classic scar and they're they've come to like capture him and collect the bounty which we saw that like he was wanted like in the in that in that the train station his picture was up and then we all that we see another guy um yoki who uh his picture was also up um we haven't met him yet in the this is the first time we meet him in the anime but he was in the, he was the guy from the mining town in the manga the corrupt um, military official who um was basically leeching money from the townspeople till Ed and Al stopped him. Um and he's mm-hmm. just the most he's the most weaselly person you'll ever meet. <laughs> hmm I don't know. And he even I don't know, they even reference like I think they even refer- reference the mining town in this or that he wants to like get Ed and Al back. Yeah, he does. Um, which is interesting because like I don't think they mentioned it really at all in the anime. So if you don't know, like you haven't read the manga, you're like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they have kind of um, like this brief sort of later, later in the series. I remember they have yeah, a brief catch up they... scene to yeah. show what really happened. But all they, all the information they give you right now is that Ed and Al did something and he's mad at them mm-hmm. and he's probably in the wrong because he's just so slimy and weird and, and mean. Mm-hmm. And then um Scar just like kills the two dudes and runs away. And, <laughs> and he says it's like too late to tur- too late for him to turn back now. This was sad because like the little kid that like you've seen before, like he just kills those people like right in front of him and the kid looks yeah. like so like what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> um this little town that Scar's been harbored in is full of refugees, whether they're Isvalan or just people who are down on their luck. So this little community welcomed him, even though they knew that he was wanted. And they're trying to show him love. And his his master, who is also a refugee, is trying to tell him that violence won't solve anything. And yet he does this, kills these two outsiders who came in. And um, he just kind of, he's beyond reasoning with at this point. Um Although he does spare Yoki, so maybe that's something, but that's not much. 
You probably didn't think he was worth killing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say two parts from that is one is just the idea of his master being like, vengeance isn't the answer because like the Ishvalan people got the raw like the rawest end of the deal out of everything. Like I remember later on when you kind of hear of their fate a little more in depth, it's like or like what it had happened to them. It's like Oh my goodness, I guess I would feel probably the exact same way, you know, like, yeah, like, it's interesting that they're like, af- like, amidst all of this, they're still like a fairly peaceful people, like, that's kind of cool. And then Scar is like the opposite of that, like, he, he like blows the one guy's arm off, and then he holds the other guy by the mouth, and he's like, I'll give you a second to pray. And then he just electrocutes him or whatever they do. <laughs> Kills him and it's like, yeah. huh? He turns no, his insides into outsides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought that was like interesting to see that, like the difference between him and his people. Like, you know, they're mm. not all these bloodthirsty killers, kind of. Essentially. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. interesting because, like, you would think like he's the one that's like acting rationally, like. Yeah. But mm, all of his people are like no. <laughs> They're just trying to they're trying to live their lives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we go back to um Dublin and Al is like just just, just sweeping outside. Which okay, now that I think about it, I never get that when people are like sweeping, sweeping outside. A like, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they doing that? Good point. But, the dust is just gonna blow away. In yeah. The <laughs> um, but then like somebody or like a piece of crumpled paper appears and we see like the it was like that same weird guy that mm-hmm. um was at the window and Al reads it and he he leaves and he goes to like this alley and um there's these bunch of people waiting for him um outside of the the devil's nest yeah so before we get into what happens at the devil's nest uh some more manga notes again just read the chapters if you really want to see the differences but um al is um not lured away right away in the manga uh he and ed first have a chase scene with that strange guy who threw the piece of paper so he actually meets both ed and al and they try to catch him and he gets away um and in the manga ed after that isn't present to be with Al um, because it has to go complete his yearly state alchemist assessment, which we have heard of before that the alchemists have to do a yearly assessment. So he leaves Dublith for a while and that's why he's not around to help Al out in the manga In in the anime, I think he's just off with Izumi helping her in the house or whatever he's up to. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It is pretty different, which Surprise me. Just like a lot happens. In yeah. The in the anime, he's also sweeping. Y- yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he's also sweeping outside. So <laughs> Zuma must be like a clean house. A clean front front road. Yeah. That was kind of funny. I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh so then there's these weird people um like waiting for Al. And um it's funny because like they're like, okay, kid. Like you should, you should come with us, and like you should do what you want to do. And they're like asking, like, how old are you? And he's like, fourteen. And like, I, well, that's old enough to think for yourself. And and I love it because he like he like 
kicks the one guy in the face and he's like, I thought it over. And I kind of want to go with strangers. Yeah. He's like, not to go with strangers. Um, and then he, I don't know, Al's kind of, he's like, he like kicks a dude in the face and then he like face palms him. And, <laughs> um, and then, but then like the, the woman that is there, she like jumps in his inside of his armor. Um, and like, kind of see like she like stretches herself and like it kind of she doesn't like she's immobilize kinda, him but she's like yeah she's she's down. in him to okay. to stop him from moving around so much so that one of her buddies can grab him and hold yeah, him yeah yeah there's like the, the kind of big beefy dude grabs him and um we uh then this other guy appears and he introduces himself as greed and al he's like oh you people aren't human and greed's like no, they're not. They're they're chimeras, and they work for me. And then that's like the little. Then we cut to the, the cards. Yeah, and on the cards, you like actually see the the people's names, which they are actually different in the manga. I noticed. Um, I think that's a translation error. Um, I know there's an updated version of the manga with a better translation to it, but. Those are the expensive books, so I'm going to keep reading the <laughs> translation I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so like the big dude, he his name is Roa, and then the the guy that was like following them around is Beto, and then the girl is is uh Martel, and then the the guy that that uh, that Alec like kicks in the face is um okay, I don't know how to say his name, but like Dos oh. Dolcetto or something. Dolcetto. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's right. So Roa's a cow chimera, Vito's a lizard chimera, Martel's a snake, and Delcetto's a dog. I, I I don't know why I love Delcetto so much, because as soon as he said dog, I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, like, one other guy who's an alligator, but I don't think they, they like... They don't name him. Yeah. Then we, like, go go inside of the, the, the devil's nest, and Al, like, um, he doesn't believe in chimeras, because, like, he saw... He saw what happened to Nina, like he's like, Oh, it's not possible to make chimeras. And and Greed is like <laughs> he's like, Can't believe everything the government says. Um and then and then he introduces his buddies, which we just did. Um and they're they're uh chimeras. It's kind of in the manga, it's kind of I don't know, they focus on them a little bit more or like they they say nice things about them like like they're yeah. kind of like all outcasts and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of like this they're all buddies together yeah yeah, yeah they're and all, Al they're even all gets friends. a chase scene with them when they're trying to capture him at first and you get to see what they can do with the powers they've been given mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's i like that i like that in the in the manga um and so they're like you know talking to al and greed he tells him that he's a homunculus, which that that's the first time we hear this uh, word in the in the anime. Um, and basically, he's he's an artificial human, and he shows his his tattoo, which is like the Ouroboros tattoo, which we have seen before. Um, yep. Both lust and gluttony, and did we see it on Envy? Yep, on his on his okay, leg. Okay, on his yeah. So they all they all also have that tattoo, and so. That kind of got a name for them. (laughs) Yes, yes, they are they are homunculi. Yes, um, and he kind of proves it, um, by (laughs) the big dude like cuts his head off. Yeah. Um, and and I was like horrified. Like, why did you do that to your friend? 
Um, and Creed just and holds his, a finger up and waits yeah, till he regenerates. Like, and then, yeah, which is super cool. Like, all, like, you, like, see, like, the muscle and the skin, like, yeah. all, like, coming, like, reforming. I love animation like that. Yeah, it's so cool. He's, um, he regenerates. Al is obviously shocked. And it's really cool because when he's regenerating his, his bones, his, his muscle fibers, everything, you see, like, this red lightning and it looks like the same lightning lightning that is on envy when he you know changes into other people Mm -hmm. um and he gets up kind of like cracks his neck a little bit and he's good as new and he says something like oh and that's once i've died (laughs) um of course al is like how is this possible homunculi aren't supposed to be you know real it's just a theory Mm -hmm. and it's technically human transmutation as well so it's not supposed to even you know be tested and I liked Greed's um, comeback in the manga. He said, there's no such thing as no such thing. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. So, Greed, the reason why, he's in, why he captured Al is because he's searching for immortality. And Al is, you know, a soul bonded to a suit of armor. So, like, he's, he's immortal. Um, and... I don't know. I don't get greed because he's like, he's already 200 years old. And so it's like, <laughs> and like, he looks, he doesn't, he looks fine. Um, and <laughs> so he's greed. And so he wants everything. So mm-hmm. he like wants all the women. He wants all the money. He wants all the power and he wants, I guess, all the life. <laughs> yeah. Which homunculi that proves that they're not actually immortal. They're just, mm-hmm sturdy or however he phrased it i I don't durable yeah i don't remember what he said exactly said something like i'm more durable than the average human yeah yeah so he's trying to he's trying to figure out how to be immortal he asks he asks al about it but al like you know he already said he doesn't remember anything and they need to talk to the person who transmuted his soul yeah and um again differences between manga and anime in the manga al actually does try to use alchemy to escape like his hands are bound but he has somehow a piece of chalk maybe he got it from that little pocket on his armor um but he it's not really effective against greed so you can really see how powerful greed is and that he actually is in danger here mm-hmm. yeah okay let me get back to what Al's or Ed's been up to. Ed, yeah, now, yeah. Now we get to see. Now we get to see Ed again. Um, he is just he's just wandering the streets, searching searching for Al. Um, and then we see Beto, which is the lizard guy, and he tells Ed he he knows where Al is, and um, he wants to exchange information for for the location of Al. But then Ed just like beats him up, um, <laughs> and and he and he, fi- and he finds Al. And I, I like his, what he says, like, it never crossed my mind that a seven foot tall suit of armor could be kidnapped, <laughs> which is true. I, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, and Al, like, immediately tells Ed that Greed is a monkey lie, or a monkey, sorry, a monkey Um, and Ed asks him about, he, I don't think he knows their names yet, but he asks him about lust and, and envy. Um, and Greed, like, knows them. But he he doesn't keep in touch. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, they're they're not buddies. Um, and then he he um he tries to reason with with Ed. He proposes an equivalent exchange of information. Basically, he um Ed tells him how to 
you know, transmutasol and greed will tell him about the homunculi basically mm. and, what, and like what he wants to know. Um, but then he makes, he makes an error. He calls Al's body perfect. And that like sets Ed off. He gets so angry. Um, he starts like ranting and it's like, it's, <laughs> I, it is one of those moments where he's like, it's like an, a super angry dude, but like, he's like defending his brother and, and it's, it's super funny. Cause like you, even his, I don't know if you noticed, but his like uvula in the back of his, <laughs> in the back of his um, mouth was like, like looked like him. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a little screaming Ed. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. And, and like his eyes like get smaller and smaller. He's, he's, um, he, he said, he calls, he calls, I'm like, you scum. And, and, and then you see Al's face in the back. He's just like, whoop. Like what's happening? <laughs> Brothers on yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Greed's like, okay, well, we're gonna do this the hard way then. And the Doceto, the the dog, he try he tries to fight Ed, but Ed is he just like beats him up real good. And so Greed is like, all right, I'm I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to take on this fight. And so he tells he tells the Chimeras to take Al. Oh, okay. My like fighting notes are kind of like gibberish. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Greed and Greed and Ed start fighting. Which honestly, I think this is probably one of my favorite fights yes. in the anime. Like, it's pretty good. Oh, um, when we got to this episode, the first watch through we ever did. I think my mouth was dangling open for like the whole last half of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and I like I like in this one like. He's not just like doing alchemy. He's like also like it's also hand to hand combat. Like it's he's like like switching off between the two. Um, so he like makes stairs and he like runs up them and like punches greed. And then um, he like makes his little his arm his arm sword thing. Um, but then greed he has this ultimate shield is what he calls it. Um, and it's like his like I think he just does his hands at first and it like or like his arms and it like turns like black. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and like Ed tries to hit him and it's like it doesn't do anything. Um and I yeah, it's super cool. The one of my favorite things, this is my favorite part of the fight, is Megan called this the black widow move when like Ed like jumps and yeah. he like puts his legs around Breed's neck and like slams him down. Yeah, him down. <laughs> yeah. I was like probably one of my that's my favorite part of it um uh-huh. i was gonna say one thing like going back to the stairs is like they do that move like almost every fight scene like someone's running up alchemy stairs like yeah it's like i like that's like before watching this show and like getting back into it like that was like a clear memory is like every fight like he's running on like the concrete stairs that he builds and like it's cool because it adds to like the verticality, I guess, of the fight scenes. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just like one more like layer of stuff. But when he had the stairs, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is a full metal fight. I, I also, I also think I just thought of this. It's probably because he's short, so he can't yeah. even like like he has oh, to go yeah. up the stairs to like get up, watch him in the face. He has That's to use a little step stuff. stool. <laughs> he wouldn't call it that, but yes, no. it is. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, Greed is like, oh, you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys who like, um, 
like if they make fun of you you're or like threaten you you're like whatever but then if you you threaten their family then you're gonna you're gonna fight them go after them um which I would say for the most part is true except when he gets called short he like yeah yeah there's only so much insult he can take to that particular area before he goes nuts as in about zero yeah (laughs) yes He has yeah. no tolerance for being called short and ever. Yeah. But on on the other hand, it is a fair assessment of Ed's personality because he'll give a bunch of um sass and like verbal comebacks for mm-hmm. any insults to himself. But if you direct that at Al or even Azumi or somebody he cares a great deal about, things will get physically violent really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I just it just remind remind me of like I think it's episode five when they're fighting Scar. Like he was like so quick to be like, "All right, you can like kill me, but like leave my family alone." Yeah, um, it's kind yeah. of like the the same the same thing. Um, which also okay, that just reminded me. Um, they don't ever explain, or like I don't know if they explain in the in the anime like how Greed knew about Al. Like he just they just know right. that that he's um that he's just a soul attached to a suit of armor. And the reason that they know is because of the fight with Scar. Because mm-hmm. in the, um, when mm-hmm. they fight, like everybody there, like finds out, um, finds out in, in the manga, they explain that everybody finds out that, you know, Ed, Ed is, has prosthetic limbs and Al is just has no body. Um, and they, they tried to keep it hush hush. Like they told everybody there, like not to say anything, but it's like, it got out and people know, um, mm-hmm. that, that he's, that he has no body. So I thought that was interesting. And that I, I was actually wondering that. I was like, wow, this he just seems like to know everything. Um <laughs> and and that's why. They're fighting and right at like kind of before we get to the next scene, like he his whole body turns into his ultimate shield and he's he's like, I usually don't do this because it ex- obscures my handsome face. <laughs> um then we go to we go we go to Azumi and she's like, Where where are the boys? And she she finds she finds the broom sitting outside and she's like she gets angry that that they that they left it out. So she's gonna yeah. go find them. Um and, and actually we finally get to meet Mason, who we mentioned in the last episode. Or yeah, it was the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we were so sad we didn't get to see him, but he shows up in this episode. Doesn't get named or anything, but he does get to speak and he is voiced by the the guy who voiced him in two thousand three, which is great. But um he tells Izumi where where they went, you know, in a general in a general mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, and you probably don't even know who Mason mm. is because mm. he so he when they were like training on the island, um, Izumi actually like sent a guy there to watch over them. And and, and he was like fighting he was like fighting them. Um giving them a uh, challenge. Yeah, he was like, giving them a challenge on the island. So they weren't just like trying to survive on the island by themselves there's like yeah. another guy there like he was he was fighting them but then also like keeping an eye out for them yeah um and he actually like works for Izumi and sick in the in the manga hmm. but yeah they don't even name him but yeah that's that's <laughs> that's who that is um and so we we go back we go back to the fight and um ed has been he's beaten pretty bad uh and greed is like uh you know you can't win this basically uh and but ed said oh, you've given me time can you give me time to think and so he he like comes at greed again he like 
well first he like touches him he just like I don't know he like grabs his arm or something mm-hmm. and then he he makes like these like kind of metal spikes on the on the end of his automail arm and he like punches him he punches the ultimate shield and it breaks it um which surprises greed and he's like it does he he um he's ready to fight again he does like the little yeah, he come at me like, bro uh, finger yeah, at me, bro. <laughs> yeah the wiggles his finger and then he like he like breaks the shield again this time like in his uh and his like abdomen he's fighting back and he explains i think he i think he explains that like because greed is like you know he's made he's an art he's human and so ed like knows what a human is made of so he's able to like um make something that's able to break through his it's like a carbon yeah, shield he mentioned carbon yeah like, yeah oh, you made another car. also one thing about the knuckles is i think of uh the general the mustache general the oh, muscle okay. He uses, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He iron, makes the, iron blood makes brass knuckles when he. Or, no, no, no. Armstrong. Sorry, I thought you meant Armstrong. there's like oh, yeah. the iron blooded alchemist had the gauntlet on, but Armstrong has the, oh, the brass knuckles yep, on his I, glove. Yep, I remember that one too. Yeah. yeah, but I was I thought about him when he brings out the brass knuckles. You know, that's a good point. I guess maybe Ed's been inspired by Armstrong lately because <laughs> he helped him out so much before. Yeah, who couldn't be? Yeah, I I like that that Ed like. You know, he he never like gets necessarily like stronger in the yeah. show, but he learns new tricks like from the yeah. people around him. Yeah, he's like, already he, really strong. Yeah, yeah. At like the fifth laboratory, he like used Scar's move to like destroy, yeah. um, destroy the armor, and then now, yeah, he already just made the the knuckles, and I, I, I appreciate that. He's learning. <laughs> yeah, he, he takes in his surroundings. Okay, so they're fighting, and but Ed is like still still losing because he's he is human and he gets tired and he's kind of beaten up pretty bad um where greed is like able to regenerate and um but then azumi arrives um you you hear her like you hear her from the streets and she like busts in and she like the alligator dude like she beat him up and she just like throws him um (laughs) throws him oh she throws him at ed and (laughs) she's like you didn't put away the broom. <laughs> that's that's her reason for for coming. She's she's like that character that like you know pretends like they don't care, but they really do, and they like make up reasons for like being around and like pretend, oh, you know yeah. I there's another character that I know that not I don't think in the show, but there's other characters. Well, the there's Senku from Doctor. Oh Stone yeah, he does that, that too. He's yeah. like. He's like, oh, it's the logical thing to do. Like, even though it's like, bro, like you, did that you care your about your friends, yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, Which, yeah, <laughs> I would add in that too. I'm gonna go back to Hunter X Hunter. Akila was like that. Like, yeah, he just yeah. follows going around, and he's always like, well, I like would hate to leave you. Do this I don't want to be bored or something. That's how yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. In the in the in the few episodes, <laughs> in, yeah. in like the the half of the show that i actually watched i could definitely see that personality <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's kind of a kind of a trope in oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so uh then after she like throws the dude at ed and ed's like out now <laughs> like, like i'm done <laughs> um she's like she like thanks you like thanks thanks for giving him um thanks for giving him exercise he needs it um and greed is 
he's like, he's like, oh, it's no fun fighting a woman. But then she like kicks him in, she kicks him right in the face. And she, I think she breaks a shield. Like she, she already knows. Like yeah. I, I'm assuming that she, she, she heard, heard Ed yeah. or or she saw, you know, what was happening. Yeah. But, and <laughs> yeah, she actually says she's like, I heard your previous conversation in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And she had gotten that. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Greed's like, Who are you? And <laughs> my favorite the way she says it is amazing. I'm a housewife. <laughs> She like bellows it though. Yeah. I can't I can't even come close to what she does. Yeah, yeah. Um and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> the fight's yeah. not over. Right. So uh before I get into the voice acting notes, one more manga note. Um again, way different, but Izumi is actually the one to show up before Ed does to, to fight greed in the manga, because Ed's still at the, the state alchemist um assessment. She and Sig beat up the guys outside of the Devil's Nest, and she storms her way right in to to rescue Al. Um, But, you know, this is her first time dealing with greed, and she doesn't have the prior knowledge of of how to defeat him. So in the manga, she um, gets defeated, and Al assures her that it's okay, and she she can, like, go home and get Ed. Like, Al tells her to go get Ed, because, you know, greed... Ed is who Greed wants to to give him the information. So she sends Ed back later to fight Greed. Um, And that's when a lot of the same things go down, but yet it's still not, it's still not one for one with the anime. It's very interesting how much they changed. And Mm -hmm. I assume they did that just to to speed up the storyline because there's only so much time you've got. Yeah. But anyway, now we can get into voice acting. So Greed, this, the Greed, uh, we meet right here in Dublith is played by Chris Patton, who is also Toru Oikawa from Haikyuu, uh, Linhart and Cliff from Fire Emblem. Uh, Cliff is one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah, and he's a, such a fun character. I, I love, love him, him so much. <laughs> yeah, he's a good um, one. And I don't know how to pronounce this name, but Turles from Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Don't, don't watch right. Dragon Ball? Okay, thanks. Glad we have a boy here to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, since since we love him so much and didn't get to see him before, um, we decided to include Mason in the voice acting notes. He's played by Josh Martin, so he also plays Native for My Hero Academia, and he was also Barney. Um, this is and- the second voice actor who was also played Barney. <laughs> the first one was one of the guards from the Fifth Laboratory, so it's <laughs> just so funny that we got two different voice actors who once played Barney in their careers. <laughs> um, and he also plays Bonk Punch in One Piece. Uh, so the name meanings and everything, greed, duh. We, we know what greed means. Yeah. Um, and then Mason's name is of English origin, and it means stoneworker or bricklayer. Like mm. like a stonemason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little note on that, I would just like to make a request don't do a podcast on One Piece. It'll take you your entire <laughs> life. To... Oh, I don't even plan on watching One Piece. <laughs> yeah, I don't take have you time. Your entire life to get through like half yeah. of it. <laughs> have you have you watched any of it? I have. I that one's too daunting for me. That and Bleach <laughs> are just like oh, they're probably Bleach. good. Everyone like people like them yeah. for a reason, but those are ones that I won't touch. I did Dragon Ball, all Dragon Ball Z and Super, and that. 
took something from me. <laughs> Mostly time, but you learn a lot of patience when you watch like a 700 episode show, you know. But One Piece is like, I can't even imagine what it's like to do it. But it's also good just because it's long doesn't mean it's bad. It's yeah. Just, yeah. 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 But anyways, that was my only note on that. Nice, <laughs> nice. One Piece podcast would be a lifetime of more <laughs> content. Yeah, honestly, I bet there is a One Piece podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, some extra things we've got. So, the things we were trying to track. Yeah, which we have series. been really terrible about it so Yeah, far. We'll, try to, we'll try to get that tally in sometime. But we actually had things to track this episode. Uh, one of those things was whenever Ed destroys his gloves... He did rip apart his right glove when he made his arm blade in this episode. And another thing we wanted to track but we couldn't talk about before because it would have been a spoiler was every time a homunculus dies. So now that we know what a homunculus is, we can track that. Uh, Greed died once. Um, The other times that Ed injured him, he was just injured and he was able to heal. So we don't count that as dying. But when his friend lopped his head off, he did say that he died once. Um, and then we also know that Lust has died once because he was, um, before what happened to Hughes happened, he uh, was able to throw one of his knives and he landed a, a hit to her head. So she would have died from that. Yeah. And animation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The animation, the fight scenes are so good. Uh, we got some really great angles. And they even went into slow-mo when we needed to see the action happening. Like when Ed jumped and like twisted around midair, that was a really cool slow-mo shot. Otherwise, everything was very quick and precise. And fight scenes are very hard to animate, so I was very impressed. Um, and the animation was really cool when Greed healed himself as well. Like mm-hmm. when you see the bone forming, then the tissue, then the muscle. It is gross, but it's also just mm-hmm. really fascinating. And you have to know anatomy to do that correctly in animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Do um, you have scientific analysis, Meg? Uh I have no I didn't have any time. So no. I, I was I was gonna I was gonna talk about like the monkey lie. Oh, we already discussed. I was gonna talk about the monkey lie, but then I was like, Oh, we can talk about it in a different episode. So mm-hmm. I don't really have any There there's a better episode for it. Yeah. And I don't know enough about anatomy. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it looks right. <laughs> Uh, how about philosophical analysis? Yeah, well, we kind of already talked about a little bit about Scar and like the dangers of the of the cycle of of hatred. Um, mm-hmm. Just that hatred breeds more hatred, and like even though even though you like want to get revenge, that that doesn't really get you anywhere. Right. And like I feel like every I mean it's like every show and movie like every everything you ever watch like whenever they're like oh i'm gonna get revenge like they're always like it wasn't worth it it's it's always tragic in some way and i couldn't help but think of uh i don't know especially when when scar's master was talking to him i kept thinking of martin luther king jr like if yeah if he was around today he would keep saying like the nonviolent protests are effective and showing love to people can be the best source of of like it's defensive and offensive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, one thing I'm gonna squeeze in because I didn't like. I don't know if this is philosophical exactly, but <laughs> in it. 
um greed is like the first like homunculus we meet in the show that like has an alternative motive which is really really interesting yeah Um, they don't like they don't explicitly say it yet but like the first three are kind of just like oh we have a higher master Mm -hmm. we're serving this and like this is kind of like i don't know it's interesting to see a homunculi like a little more human and fleshed out you know and you're like oh he's got a crew of people around him and a place he lives and his own like you said his own agenda to to take care of yeah and he definitely like there's some really interesting ones we meet later but yeah he's he's like definitely like the most like fun monkey eye personally to like be around and like watch um, yeah i i do enjoy his character quite a bit i think he is my favorite sorry Megan, <laughs> even more than envy that's okay that's okay yeah. it's nice to see like when shows like try to flesh out villains a little bit because like mm-hmm. especially in anime it's easy to be like i'm going to destroy the world and it's just like oh well yeah. another one of those <laughs> yeah that's i mean i feel like that's one thing at least the all the animes that i've watched so far like they've most of them have had pretty good villains that like you yeah. actually get to see their backstory mm-hmm. which is sad I, like yeah usually it's it's always sad but <laughs> yeah that's but that's like that's how you see where they're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. like, and you see like how people's tragic backstories can turn into like hatred and violence. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't usually see people who have nice upbringings and uh, quote unquote perfect life. Like you don't see them turn villains yeah. normally. Not I feel usually. like, th- I think, I feel like there are some that are maybe like that or, or like, or like people that like, um, they their life was really nice but then they just like in their they got in their head like okay this <laughs> nothing to do with it but that always like reminds me of like um in uh meet the robinson uh, um with <laughs> the yeah. bad guy when he's like he's like explaining his backstory and everyone like, hated me yeah he's like at school like hey goob you want to come over after yeah. school and he's like everyone, everyone loved hated me. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about perception sometimes because yeah. he had one bad thing happen to him, which showed how cruel some people could be. And he mm-hmm. translated that over to his entire life. Plus, he was an orphan, so he felt like he had no one to, to really turn to. But he's the one who sabotaged his own life in that movie. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good, it, that's it, a good, um, call, call back to that movie. <laughs> I just, I just love that, love that scene. Yeah, so it, just, it just like it. It shows you like how ridiculous like, everyone hated me. <laughs> yeah, like how ridiculous sometimes like your inner thoughts are. Like, yeah, or, or like compare that to to Megamind. He is actually a nice guy, but since everybody expected him to be the bad guy, that's what he became. Even though yeah, it doesn't really line up with his personality. The self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's. And I'm glad we got into that. That is philosophical in a way. Um, (laughs) And that kind of leads into my story elements uh, analysis here because tests, allies, and enemies is part of the hero's journey. So characters meet others who will either prove friend or foe and who challenge them in in unique ways. So they can bring out personality traits of them or or lead them down Mm -hmm. a better path or a worse path. So we'll... Yeah. I I definitely think like in this one, like we... (laughs) We've kind of already seen it, but like Ed is very protective of yeah. of, of Al, but then Azumi is also very protective of Ed and Al. I think we we see yeah. that in this. So 
even though greed can be considered an enemy, he's bringing out some of the best qualities of Ed and Izumi, which uh-huh. is their protective natures. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was like the end of the episode. So now we're going to do our little outro. Um, so usually we we share our favorite lines of the episode. I don't know if you had one or not. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, word for word. If you yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I, I have ideas, but I don't know if okay, I have wait, any deeper can... tenses. <laughs> Go well. Ours are funny or or not fun. Or Fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. But we can we can go first. So so Megan, what was your what was your favorite quote? Yeah. Uh, mine was when the chimeras are are talking to Al and they're like, "Oh, you're 14. Isn't that old enough to decide for yourself?" And then Al says, "So I thought it over for myself, and I decided I should just make you tell me what I want to know." <laughs> He's so sassy. Yeah, I, lo- I we don't get to see him be sassy too often, but I love it. I love it when he is. Yeah. Um, and then my mine um was when Green and Ed were were fighting, and Green is like, "You're chock full of piss and vinegar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an apt description of Ed. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say mine are. I have two that I thought were funny just for different reasons. And the first one was when Scar grabs the guy's face and he's like, I'll give you time to pray. And it's just like so edgy and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and, and then like, I don't know, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, that's intense. And now it's not changing. I'm like, oh, that's kind of goofy. Um, and then the ending of the episode when she's like, I'm a housewife. And then it just like cuts <laughs> out. It yeah. shows just over and you're like, Amazing. this is kind of a fun little way to end the episode. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I I love that. It made made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so what what did we learn in the episode? And if you have something else you want to add, you can. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we had two little morals of the story to take away. The first is from Al: think for yourself. Um, and then the second is from Ed, and that's take time to think, because he he is very um instinctive and and like, you know, prone to anger. So when mm-hmm. he actually you know, takes it takes a moment to breathe, to think through a plan. That's when, you know, stuff gets going and he can actually achieve what he wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm, I don't know if I have any big ones. I mean, don't do human alchemy. That doesn't usually turn <laughs> out very well for anyone that's involved. Um, and I, like we were talking earlier about the homunculi, like the homunculi and how they're like, you know, bad guys aren't all one dimensional, you know, like we're mm. talking about the story of that. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, and like, actually, this is the first time where Ed is like, we talked about rushing, I think just now, like Ed is the one that rushes into violence. Like the monkey guy is like, let's just make a deal. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought that was interesting to see like the main yeah, character be the one there. kind of like, kind of the problem. I mean, not, yeah. the, not that greed wasn't like willing to fight. Yeah. And he also kidnapped Al. He too. did kidnap him. <laughs> but also like, it's interesting to have seen like it's the route had gone the other way. He's like, okay, yeah, because at the yeah. end, like greed, greed's motives are selfish, of course, but not like necessarily super yeah. harmful that I we know. I didn't think yet. about that. Mm-hmm. Like he, he never was like fight first. Like that. Was yeah, he he didn't want to threaten their lives. It seemed like because I think he did tell one of his his chimera friends yeah, he tells him not said, to like kill don't them. kill him. Yeah, but yeah. he's willing to hurt them though, and that's the main problem here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then who pushed the story forward in this episode? 
Well, greed did because, um, one, he provided a lot of information that's very important to know for this storyline. And, um, he's willing to cut a deal with Alex. Uh, they, they should comply with him, maybe even join his little group here. But two, he's, he's just, I don't know. He, he was, he was not the instigator of the fight. As we said, Ed was kind of the one who, who did that, but that fight was amazing. And without him, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. And we saw some cool new powers being unleashed. So he, yeah, Greed really pushed this, this story forward in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's definitely, he's one of my favorites. I think, I think that's, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks, Max, for coming on. It was thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's fun to talk about things, you know. And this was a this is a show that's worth talking about. So yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot and looking into it and revisiting a show I haven't watched in a while. So watching the episode recently, I was like, oh my goodness, I liked <laughs> this show a lot. This is a good one. Yeah, so yeah. Fun to talk about. All right. Well, we will see you guys here. See you guys next week. <laughs> I never know what to say. Like, here, see, we don't hear them, but you will hear yep. us next week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.